Good evening and welcome to the Tuesday edition of A Wounded Head Now Sacred. I am Pastor Herb Wounded Head and this is a sermon that was preached uh, this last Sunday on June 26th of 2022 and it comes from the gospel according to Luke. This is from Luke 9, verses 51 through 62. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On their way, they entered a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him, but they did not receive him because his face was set toward Jerusalem. When his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But Jesus turned and rebuked them. Then they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But Jesus said, or but he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God, our creator and our Lord and savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, this is the beginning of the journey to Jerusalem for Jesus and the gospel according to Luke. And the gospel tells us that he has, Jesus has set his face toward Jerusalem, meaning that he has this feeling of unwavering determination. And as he sends people ahead of him to prepare the way, so to speak, there are people in a village of the Samaritans that do not receive him, precisely because Jesus is set towards Jerusalem. The Samaritans worship in a different place in Mount Gerizim than the Jews do at that time where they have their temple in Jerusalem. And so they don't see eye to eye on this type of thing. And so they are not ready to receive Jesus and the disciples don't like that response. In fact, the disciples want to command fire to consume them. But in Jesus' own way, he pays no heed to that and to being rejected. And he keeps on moving. In fact, the only thing that seems to irritate Jesus because he rebukes the disciples is the fact that they even said anything that looked at some kind of vengeance or revenge. Revenge is not Jesus' way. Now, people... As they are moving along to another village, there are folks that have encountered Jesus. And there are three people that Jesus all instructs in one way, shape, or form that following him means letting go of some things, material possessions, family obligations, and 
relationships. In a way, Jesus says that it is time, once we begin to follow Jesus, that we no longer look back. We don't look back to the things that restrain us or shackle us or restrict us from being the kingdom of God. So he ends with this saying, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now I thought about that and it's a good agricultural metaphor, I think, for plowing or doing anything in the fields that you might be doing. And it reminded me of a time where I was cultivating some beans for the man that I worked for in high school. And this man had an International Harvester 3388, which is a big old tractor. It was one of the first 4x4 tractors that uh, International had made. And it was called a 2 plus 2 type of tractor. And it was an articulating tractor, which means that it didn't steer in the conventional way with a rack and pinion steering. What it did was move the body of the tractor back and forth, which makes for pretty rough driving, if you can imagine it. My uncle, who sells Case IH equipment, used to call it the snake. Some people call it the beast, from what I've read online. Well, anyway, that's what the tractor looks like. And so it's very hard to be able to steer it. And my boss at the time who owned the farm used to plant in a circle because he had an irrigator, which I thought was pretty fancy. But anyway, so he would, you know, plant in the circle. So you would, the, the rows were not straight, as you can imagine, they were in this curved sort of fashion. And so I'm driving this big beast of a tractor down the rows trying to clean out the weeds and bump up the soil a little bit. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing a good job. So I turned around and I looked. Now Jesus tells us in a metaphorical way not to do that. But I did because I was young and I wanted to make sure I was doing a good job because I thought that I was and felt pretty full of myself. So I turned around and looked and things were going okay. And I turned forward to see where I was going and I had adjusted course and I was on the row of the beans rather than in between the row of beans. And so by the time I got myself adjusted, I looked over to my other side to the right to sort of get things going straight again. I had taken out the other side of the beans. And so it was about 30 to 40 feet of bean rows that I had messed up. We used to call that when we walked beans back in the day, cultivator blight. And so I made a big, a big cultivator blight at that time. And there was just no beans to be had. If we look back at certain times and what it is that we are doing and how we're trying to move forward as God's people, if we turn around, we can be stuck. We can be missing some things that are important for us to be able to move forward. In a way, we have to stop looking at sometimes in, in the past. We have to be willing to let go of that. Jesus knows that his disciples will be 
trying their best to move on after Jesus has gone and ascended because their lives will be different than anything that they had ever imagined. They will leave behind what they have known and go in totally new directions. And so Jesus, in a way, is setting them up to be prepared for the things that are to come. One of my seminary professors who taught biblical preaching at Luther Seminary was Dr. Michael Rognes, and he asked this question, how are our lives different as followers of Jesus than what they might have been otherwise? I think that's a good question for us to meditate on because discipleship means living in ways we might not otherwise live. Being a Christian and a disciple of Jesus gives us a new identity that we are now children of God. But all too often we get caught up in the material things of life, the things that we see, the things that we can touch, the things that are tactile. And rather than look for signs of God's presence in our lives, we gravitate to what we physically know and see and not transcendently experience and believe in God. How are our lives different as followers of Jesus than what they might have been otherwise? That's a tough question because sometimes in this world, and I think that we've gotten caught up in that in our social media driven life. And I'm not trying to blame social media because social media does some really good things too. It keeps us connected in a way and it keeps us united. At least it can, but it with everything that is of human creation, there are also downsides to this. It can create division. It can create talking past one another. It can create well, just not listening to one another. So I think that we need to look beyond some of these things that we see in our life. And I think we need to look past the material things to the transcendent things of God. How do these things tie one another together? How do we live out our life in this church? In his letter to the Galatians, Paul says, for freedom Christ has set us free. In our day and age, sometimes it can feel like we are shackled, that we are still bound, not just to sin, but sometimes to obligations or to the things we are expected to do or the, the things that we have always done. They can tie us down. So I have to ask, are you living free or are you still bound? Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you're afraid of the judgmental perceptions that people might have on you, or maybe it's from the actions of others. Are you looking back too much at the pain of the past? Have you embraced freedom, and the good news that God has given for us. Sometimes what we do is we look back and we see the valleys and the ditches that divide us and we focus all of our attention on those valleys and ditches, the things that 
have hurt us and the things that have made us to feel stuck or shackled or even imprisoned. Those things can bring us so much pain, but we have to be able to find a way to look forward again because we spend too much time on the valleys and the ditches rather than looking for the mountains. Maybe we get caught up in some things that are, are hurtful for us or are, like I said, just holding us back. Sometimes we're in, when we're in the valleys and the ditches, we have to look back and see that there are rivers and streams that have been cutting through there and they have guided us along the way. Maybe that's a way to look at the transcendent experience of God with you in those valleys and ditches that you have encountered. Sometimes we get stuck in those valleys and ditches and we forget that God is there with us. And we forget that there is a path that God has set before us in this time and place. And as Paul writes about freedom setting us free, we have freedom to live out the fruits of the Spirit after we've let go of some of the stuff that ties us down. We get to live in the fruits of the Spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness. It's all good things. I think the other thing that we have to ask ourselves is, what is God doing in your life these days? It's a question that we have lost in our lives. It's not particularly a Lutheran question. It's not something we spend a lot of time on. But I think we want to start asking ourselves this question on a daily basis so that we can begin to harness again the experience of the transcendency of God, to see what God is doing in our lives, to see where Christ and the Spirit might be leading us, to help us find a new way to live, and to help us experience life as God had attended, with the fullness and experience of joy. May you all have a good week, and God's blessings be with you all.